If you love Arizona small school basketball, don't miss out on our Patreon. Here you can get bonus exclusive content that you cannot get on the podcast weekly. It's in our link tree. Go check it out. I promise if you're an Arizona small school basketball fan, you're going to love it. Here we do deep dives on teams, players, games, anything you can think of. It's a little bit of a different vibe. Don't miss out on your chance to join the small ball army. What is up, Arizona high school basketball fanatics? Welcome back to the Arizona Small Ball Podcast, where we discuss one of the hidden gems in Arizona, small school basketball. Here we talk about everything in the small ball scene. We cover scores, coaches, teams, and players. As coaches in the Valley, we understand that these teams don't get enough attention, and our biggest goal is to change that. We're here to keep you guys updated on everything small ball and ignore everything else because Honestly, Arizona small ball is just better than everything else. On our show, these guys are the stars. Welcome back to the Arizona small ball podcast. It is Monday, December 5th. We've got a great episode in store for you guys as we release our updated top 10 for the 3A and for the 2A. Before we get into that, Make sure I just you guys I know a lot of you guys saw on, on social media I posted our Spotify wrapped super cool stuff that's great I want you guys to know Spotify is only about sixteen percent of our listeners the majority of you guys listen on Apple Podcasts really cool stuff but one of the things that I got from Spotify wrapped is that so many of our listeners are still not subscribed or following the show it's exactly the same on Apple so if you guys are tuning in. Every single week, go over to Apple Podcasts right now. Go over to Spotify. Hit follow. Hit subscribe. So that way you guys never miss an episode. And it it just really helps the quality of our show as well. While you're there, write us a review. We've got over 100 reviews on Apple Podcasts. We've got a few on Spotify, but we've got over 100 reviews on Apple Podcasts. Go there. Give us an honest review. You know we love those five-star ratings. We're going to talk about rethinking these top 10 for the 3A and the 2A. We're not going to do the 1A this week or today, maybe later on this week. Here's why. There's a lot of tournament games that took place, and there's some scores that haven't been entered, and there's just a lot of kind of screwy things when we look at schedules and try to watch games with the 1A, and we didn't feel like we could give you guys a really great representation of the 1A. Because of that, we're just going to wait. Our goal is never just to give you guys rankings we want to give you accurate rankings as best as we can and when i tell you guys that we spend hours days just trying to think of accurate rankings i'm not lying to you there was some really great games that happened last week that are really going to shake up the rankings a little bit we're going to talk about those as we talk about the new rankings and man i'm just realizing this because reyes is not here i'm out of breath already y'all i need to i'm not in shape for this But it's all good. We're going to get through this thing. Let's start with the 2A. 2A, there was some really massive shakeups. And what we're going to do is we're going to start off with number 10 in the 2A. Bisbee. Bisbee makes it into the top 10 for us for the first time. And, I mean, honestly, it's very well-deserved. Right now, if you're including tournament play, you're including everything that they have done up to this point, 9-0. 
that's a really impressive resume to start things off here. And if you look at Bisbee and if you look at who they've played, I already talked about this a little bit on Patreon. On Patreon, uh, we recapped some of the teams that have had the best start to the small ball season so far. Bisbee was one of them. So if you want to know a little bit more detail about that, go check out our Patreon. But Bisbee is uh, they have wins over Hayden. They have wins over Joseph City, over the Gregory School, St. Augustine, Madison Highland. They're they're doing really good right now. And uh, Bisbee is well-deserved to be in our top 10. They've got a couple kids that are filling up the stat sheet right now. One kid in particular is averaging close to 20 points per game. I'm going to be honest, not 100% bought into the hype with Bisbee yet, but they do deserve a spot in our top 10 for sure. I think it'd be bad if they weren't in our top 10 with how they've started this season. Let's move to our number nine spot. This is ALA, Arizona Lutheran Academy. ALA had a, I mean, they really, if if we're being honest, the first action that we got to see them in was just this past week as they played, they opened up their season against Pima. If I remember right, they opened up their season against Pima. They did not open up. They opened it up against Tempe Prep November 30th. December 2nd, though, was the first time that we got to see them play against Pima, and that was at their place. Really close game, very competitive, 40 to 43. And I watched this game on YouTube, and there's a lot of really positive things about Arizona Lutheran. So just because they lost to Pima, I didn't drop them out of the top 10 or anything. This is a, one of the top teams in the 2A. And I'm just really excited to see how much better ALA is going to get. But they competed great in this game. We were very physical. They responded to the length and size of Pima very well. And you look at the scoring game, I don't know if this is an indication of of Pima being maybe a little bit rusty from football, why it's such a low-scoring game, or if it's credit to ALA for being just a really stout defensive team. Something I did want to point out about ALA that I think is worthy of note. Number five, Iron Shell, which is a super cool last name. I feel like you have to be tough with the last name of Iron Shell. And number 25, Noah Draper. I said Noah as if I just saw N as if I know his first name. Hey, I got it right. Noah Draper. It's true. Iron Shell right now on the season, only two games in, but he's averaging 21 points per game, five rebounds per game, one assist. This kid is is leading the way for this team along with Draper, 23 points per game, 10 rebounds per game, and two blocks per game. Obviously, Draper being their big there in the middle standing at 6-3. So ALA has still got a lot of pieces. Seeing how they competed against Pima made me really excited about their future this season. I think they're going to be inching up closer to the top as we keep looking uh, to their games coming up. So a couple games that are coming up that are worthy of note for them. Uh, Horizon Honors, they're going to continue on and play against Trivium Prep Rancho. Can't wait for that game. That is on January 17th. And then they obviously play PCD as well. Number eight is PCD. PCD is off to a pretty good start. They just hosted their tournament over that that they always do. And they ended up winning that tournament. It was a a huge, solid win there. Only reason that this does not help their, their ranking at all is most of their games that they played against were against smaller schools that are pretty competitive. They did beat Parker 45 to 41, so that's a notable win. But still waiting to see PCD play against like a Trivium Prep, which they do actually on Tuesday. So I'm really excited about that. 
Uh, they also play against Phoenix Christian, Cicero Prep, things like that. So I'm just waiting to see PCD play against some better competition. But really like their squad. They got some great players over there. Got some great shooting, some great guard play. Here's my prediction about PCD. They will not be at the lower end of the top 10 for a long time. I think as the season progresses, they're going to slowly rise in our rankings and get closer to that middle of the pack. Coming in at our number seven spot, and I'm telling you guys, this was probably the, the most exciting game that we had this past, se- this past week. Number seven, Phoenix Christian. Now, if you are keeping up with these rankings, which if you're tuning in, I'm assuming that you are, Phoenix Christian was our previous number one. They're still my favorite. Reyes is not here right now, but I'm assuming he's he's with me. They're still our favorite to win the 2A this year. Phoenix Christian drops from number one to number seven. They suffer a huge loss. If you're looking at excluding tournament play, they open up their season with a loss on the road at Leading Edge Academy. And there's there's some things here about this game. Okay, uh, Phoenix Christian, from, from me watching the game, my perception of Phoenix Christian versus Leading Edge is Phoenix Christian maybe came in overlooking Leading Edge a little bit, and Leading Edge came ready to play. I posted something on Instagram so much about it, because here's the thing with Phoenix Christian, <clears throat> I think that in watching that game, I say that they overlooked them a little bit, they still came ready to play, and they played super hard. I thought the two best players for Phoenix Christian, obviously, if, if you guys are following this, you know this, but I think the the best player here for them is Tommy Randolph. I mean, this kid is a stud. He plays super hard. It's almost like whenever he decides that he wants to get to the rim, it doesn't matter who he's playing. Everything that I have watched, every game that I've watched of him, when he decides he wants he wants to get to the rim, he can get to the rim. He's gotten a lot better from last year to this year, from what I've been seeing, about attacking the rim under control and making the right basketball play, whether that's a floater, two for a hop stop, kick out, pass, whatever. He's doing really good with that. Right now, Tommy Randolph, just to throw some stats your way, because I do think stats are important. Stats don't lie. Tommy Randolph right now is averaging 25 points per game. Colin, I'm going to mess your name up, dude, and I'm so sorry. Send me a message with the pronunciation of your name because I know I'm going to be saying it a lot. I think it's Kothamal. I thought Tommy Randolph and Colin Kothamal were their best players in this game against Leading Edge. Colin goes down low into the post, and, I mean, whenever they gave it to him, more often than not, he's able to make something happen back to the basket. And He's not a huge player or anything. He's not, like, super tall. I think he's maybe, like, 6'2", maybe 6'3". But when he gets the ball down low, he did really good in this game. And Tommy Randolph also did really good. A couple other their players didn't have as great of a game. And when I posted about this on social media, there was a lot of comments about the refing and stuff. And I understand some of those calls were pretty bogus and some of the traveling calls and different things like that. I get that, you know. Usually that kind of stuff happens when you... I feel like, man, when I think about us and when we play teams, I feel like every single ref that we get is just awful. You know, like, I always think, like, where did that come from? I didn't think that the refing was the reasoning for the loss of the game. That That's just my opinion in watching it. I didn't think that that was the reason for the loss of the game, but I did think that it affected the overall morale of Phoenix Christian. So I think for Phoenix Christian moving forward, there's a coach who will remain anonymous. 
I'm not going to share a name here, but there's a coach who mentioned this, and I think that it's it's partly true. Phoenix Christian spent all summer playing against bigger schools. You know, they opened up their season playing against bigger schools. And a lot of times the refs, when you're playing against bigger schools, allow a lot of other things to go. They might allow some hand checking. They allow you to play a little bit more physical. And then you transfer to like leading edge and it, it's maybe a little bit more ticky tack. So I think that's just an adjustment that they're going to have to make. Regardless, a big adjustment is going to have to be for them moving forward, responding to, you know, negative refing and stuff because, you know, it just is what it is. It's going to happen. Uh, Phoenix Christian is going to have a chance to redeem themselves massive on Thursday as they play Highland Prep at home. So really excited about Phoenix Christian. I'm telling you guys this right now. They're still my favorite to win in the 2A, but they got a long ways to go before that as they play Highland Prep. They still got Trivium. They got Glendale. They got PCD. They got Fountain Hills. They got Highland Prep again. I'm just saying they got a lot of really great games on the schedule that are going to help them. Phoenix Christian is going to adjust. They're going to do a great job. Coach Dreisick does a great job over there, and uh, you know they're going to rebound and, and do a really good job. So Phoenix Christian comes in at number seven. Let's move to number six with Trivium Prep. Not a whole lot to say about Trivium Prep right here, just because they, they didn't really play any massive games this week, but they did everything that they were supposed to do. You know, they win. Uh, they're consistent. They took care of business against Odyssey Institute, 71 to 24. They took care of business against ALA West Foothill, 67 to 40. And they're just rolling right now. We're going to see them this Wednesday against PCD and then this Friday against Pima. Both of those being away games. That's going to be a really big thing to be on the lookout for Trivium Prep. Now that we're getting into the season settling in, something I'm noticing is the 2A is not as disclosed as I thought it was. If you guys remember in an opening podcast, I said that there's maybe the top four teams and then everybody else. Y'all, I was wrong, and I love that I was wrong. It's great. So really excited about what's coming. And there is Trivium Prep at that sixth spot. Really like them there coming into this week. And then at our number five spot, we got Leading Edge Academy. Here's something that you guys just got to be aware of with Leading Edge Academy. So let's just kind of talk about this game a little bit and kind of highlight some things that Leading Edge did did a really good job with. Okay, Leading Edge came out and they threw a little bit of some weird stuff at Phoenix Christian at the very beginning. And then I didn't really see it throughout the rest of the game, but I thought that it was helpful for them and for their defense. And it kind of threw off a little bit of the, the flow of the game. They started off by face guarding Tommy Randolph and Xavier, uh, or not Xavier, uh, Bryce Anderson. And then they were playing like a, it's almost like the bottom part of a 2-3 uh, just on the blocks, you know. So they were covering the paint and they were face guarding those two. And I, Phoenix Christian just had a hard time figuring that kind of stuff out. It's hard to figure out junk on the fly, you know, kind of figuring out what everybody's doing. And, you know, they're taking your best players out of the mix. So then how do you respond? And then they went back to man and they were in man for the majority of the game. Let me tell you this about leading edge though. They were dogs. I mean, they came ready to play. They weren't intimidated by Phoenix Christian at all. A couple kids for them that really played good. Number two, I believe that is Francisco. And then I think it's number three as well, who is Francisco. They played really good. Let me say this, though, before I talk about them, because I'm going to check just to make sure, because I don't want to get this wrong on air. But Moro, I was extremely impressed with. 
Okay, Moro is number 11, and this kid is their leader. He's aggressive, he's smart, he makes great decisions, he's athletic. He can attack you in the half court, he can attack you in the full court. I mean, I was really impressed with how this kid came out and played against Phoenix Christian. I mean, I'm really excited about this kid moving forward, too, because the kid is not, uh, he's not like he's a junior, you know, he's like he's a senior or anything. He's averaging 18 and a half points per game, three rebounds. Uh, three assists, three steals, you know, all that. So you got Moro, who's leading them on the offensive end. But you also got number two, Francisco, who was really letting it fly. Number one, Francisco. And then number three is Bynum, who really, he was he takes some unconventional shots. Let me just start out by saying that. But the kid's averaging 15 points per game, and, and he really was shooting with confidence. And when I think of leading edge, that's the word that comes to mind. It's confidence. These kids, it looks like they trust each other. They know their system. They trust their coach. And they are up. I think they were previously number eight. They're just jumping up to number five for that massive win that they had over Phoenix Christian. When the game was over, their student section started chanting, this is our house, over and over again. Oh, man, it's hard when you hear that after you lose. But um, I would love to see. Let me actually check really quick. I don't think that they play each other again. Leading Edge and Phoenix Christian, they don't, which is a bummer. But this could be a potential matchup in the playoffs. I don't know. We'll, we'll see. Leading Edge Academy, though, watch out for them. Really, really good. They take some deep threes. They can also take some pull-ups in the lane. And uh, just just really good shooters. And uh, really liked how they took care of business at home against a really athletic and really dangerous Phoenix Christian squad. So there's Leading Edge at five. Let's move on to number four with Highland Prep. Okay, Highland Prep. Now, Highland Prep, the Honey Badgers, they have rebounded probably better than any team that I have ever seen losing their home opener like that. It wasn't their home opener. It was their second game there. It was Santan Charter's opener. But they have rebounded extremely well. They didn't have any massive games this week, but I did want to mention that they do play Phoenix Christian December 8th. Uh, December 8th would be on Wednesday, if I'm not mistaken. So I'm really excited about Highland Prep. I think this is a great spot for them. You know, I love it. They dropped, and now I think they're back up where they where we had them previously. So really like Highland there on that number four spot. Presley Ebay, Cohen Hill. These are two kids that are going to be a problem for any team that is playing against them. Like I said, they got Phoenix Christian at uh this is at their place we already mentioned that with phoenix christian so i'm uh, really excited about that let's move on to number three cracking into the top into the top three santan charter you can make an argument i talked about this on patreon you can make a very easy argument that santan charter has had the best start to any team in the small ball scene they're led by zaire i think it's williams they got kylan bonner they've got these guards that are just explosive and even if the guards aren't filling up the stat sheet they're really good on ball defenders they can all they're fundamentally sound they can dribble drive you they're just talented and they're loaded at the guard spot their biggest win came november 29th against thatcher Okay, I mean, let me tell you this point spread, 72 to 41, Santan Charter beats Thatcher at home. That was extremely impressive to me. Now, here's the thing, and this is the only reason why I didn't blow this game up more, is because 
if you are familiar with Thatcher and like a Pima and some of these other schools, even a snowflake at times, Benson maybe, these are schools that their football players play, and they're, it's a small school, so they share players, they share athletes. They're, they're, some of their best basketball players are football players. Their football players just came back. If, if not, they didn't play, but you know how it is when you get brand new kids that are rusty and they're not ready to go. Here's the thing. That doesn't take anything away from this win that Santan Charter got. Thatcher is still, with that being true, a great squad, one of the top squads in the 3A. Santan Charter took care of business, 72 to 41 against them. So that was probably, in my mind, the most, maybe it was the most impressive win. You could make an argument with leading edge, but this was extremely impressive. And it shows me that they have a lot of potential to continue improving throughout this season. And I'm going to say this too. Obviously, for our small ball rankings, we don't have PowerPoints or algorithms and stuff. AZ Preps does. And let me tell you something, Thatcher's PowerPoints are going to, if Santan Charter, you're listening to this, that win is going to help you with seeding towards the end of the season because Thatcher will go on a tear and they're going to be a very tough team in the 3A. So this is a huge win for them in that game. Kylan Bonner's going off doing his thing and I just, I really, really like this squad. I told you guys, Santan Charter is dangerous and this week coming up, their biggest test this week is going to be December 7th which is Wednesday, they play against Gilbert Christian. Hold on, is December 7th Wednesday? I got to make sure because that's kind of bothering me. I'm just going off what I have. Yeah, it is Wednesday. There we go. They play Gilbert Christian at Santan Charter. I mean, I'm looking at this. They have had one, two, three, four, five, six home games in a row, which is pretty nice. But they'll play against a really talented Gilbert Christian squad. Super excited to see how they compete against another top 3A team. So this is this is really good for Santan Charter. I like them moving forward. This is a very, very dangerous team. I'm really excited about the matchup. Them against Leading Edge, January 6th. That's at Leading Edge, and they get them at home as well. Moving into our number two spot, we got Pima. I got to watch their game against Arizona Lutheran. It was great to see some of their kids back in action. They look tough. I'm going to be honest, though. I think they belong in this two spot. They have a long ways to go to kind of catch up with their schedule at this point. Trivium Prep, December 9th. Then you move on. Bisbee, top 10 in the 2A for us right now in our rankings. And they go to the Visit Mesa Basketball Challenge and they play a bunch of bigger schools. They got Snowflake, January 5th. They got Valley Christian, January 10th. They've got Thatcher, January 26th. I'm just saying... Pima's going to take care of a lot of the teams that are in their conference. That Trivium game is going to be tough, though. I don't know. I might preview that game on Patreon now that I think of it. But there's a lot of a lot of really winnable games for Pima minus a Trivium prep squad. There's a lot of winnable games in their conference. But when you go out to their conference, I think as far as rankings are concerned, Pima might drop a little bit if they don't start to get a little bit sharper. You know, it's tough. When you get football kids back and you haven't had them, congrats to Piedmont winning the state championship. But when you don't have them, they're not in the mix. They're not doing the drills. They're not, their their shooting is off. Their their handles aren't as sharp as they usually are, right? So it takes a little bit of time. Usually when we start getting into January, that's when things really start to even out. So all I'm saying is Pima's got to figure it out pretty quick because they have a lot of really great games coming up. But I got Pima sitting there at our number two spot. And then coming at number one, our brand new number one here, 
for the small ball podcast rankings is Rancho. I got to watch a couple of Rancho's games this past week, and uh, I really, really like the the different approach that Rancho has compared to some of these other teams, namely in Royce Ramos. Nobody in the 2A has a player like Royce Ramos, and I think that is Rancho's biggest advantage over everyone. How are you going to guard him? Right, You can't go one-on-one because he's going to score on you. You're going to foul him. He can shoot free throws, and he can shoot at a really, really good percentage. I'm saying that he always does, but he can. The kid has a nice stroke. He's a tough matchup for anybody. So I think this is what separates him as well. Uh, their games that they've played, the only notable game has been against Cicero Prep, although that game against Horizon Honors was pretty close. They played against Red Rock, and they beat them 60-22. to The big game that we're going to see, which is tonight, they play at Perry. And this is a PowerPoint game, y'all. This is not a tournament game where, oh, we're just trying to challenge ourselves. This is we're trying to challenge ourselves with everything at stake, right? So they play at Perry against the Pumas. And we're going to see Rancho and kind of how they can fare against Perry. Last year, they didn't play great against Perry in their tournament that they played in. But I watched that game and Rancho did not have a good game at all. So I'm looking for Rancho to have a better game, uh, just play a little bit sharper, and to be able to compete against this Perry squad. Just a couple things. I know this is the Arizona Small Ball Podcast, but Perry right now is off to a tear of a start. They're undefeated. They are, I think it's 6-0, and beating Eastmark, Desert Ridge, Corona del Sol, Castile, Liberty, Chandler. They The closest game that they have had is 93-79, to their win over Liberty. So hopefully Rancho can come in. And really give them the toughest game that they've had. So really like Rancho for our number one spot. Make sure you let us know. Let's go through our top ten, right? Bisbee number ten. PCD number nine. ALA number eight. Phoenix Christian number seven. Trivium number six. Leading Edge number five. Highland four. Santan Charter number three. Pima number two. And Rancho number one. Let us know in the comments and social media. Where do we get it wrong? Who are we overrating? Who are we underrating? And who should be in here, you know? So let us know in the comments. We're going to get to the 3A next. But first, check this out. Tis the season for some self-care. Our friends over at Manscaped are here to clear your driveway for safe travels this holiday season. From stocking stuffers to white elephant, Manscaped products are on top of every wish list. Ladies, you looking for a solid gift for your man? Well, guess what? Look no further. Manscaped is offering 20% off plus free shipping. All you have to do is go to manscaped.com and use our code AZSmallBall. Again, that is AZSmallBall. Fellas, remember, taking care of your basketballs are important, so do not neglect your balls. So go on, head over to manscaped.com, use our promo code, and go get right. Coming in at number 10 for the 3A, and here's the thing, y'all. I've said this so many times, so you can call me a broken record. That is fine. The 3A is the conference to be in if you want competitive teams just all over the place. Every single night you're in the 3A, you got a dogfight. If you don't show up to play, you're going to lose. Coming to that number 10 spot, we got Holbrook. Okay, They're staying strong at that number 10 spot. Let's just call it what it is, right? Reyes had them preseason number one. I had them preseason number three. And, uh, you know, they came out and had some pretty bad showings in that opening tournament against Fountain Hills and against Gilbert Christian. Since then, they've rebounded. They've beaten the Chin Lee squad 67-57. to They took care of Page 57-33. to And they beat Tuba on the road 66-49. to They're going to play Ganado uh, tomorrow night, and they're going to win against Ganado 
Here, here's the thing that's really important for Holbrook moving forward because their players are starting, it looks like, to really get into a rhythm, right? Noah Brown is playing really, really good. And to me, he's the key for them. If he's playing really solid, everything else is going to click for them. Here's what I'm looking for for Holbrook. They got the Round Valley Tournament here, and they're my favorite to win the Round Valley Tournament. If they can make it through the Round Valley Tournament and start to right the ship a little bit, remember last year, Holbrook won the Round Valley Tournament in stunning fashion with the half-court buzzer beers. Just want to put that little plug in there. If they can right the ship here, they have to. Because then they play Round Valley, and then right after that, the week after, they play Valley Christian at Valley Christian. If Holbrook is not ready to play against Valley... That one's going to be ugly, and uh, that that's a big thing to kind of watch moving forward. So they got Round Valley coming up. Really excited to see them compete there. Let's move on to our number nine spot in Gilbert Christian. Gilbert Christian has, has had a really good start to the season. Uh, they lost that rematch against Fountain Hills at home, 57-60. to 60. And uh, really, as you look into this week, We've already talked a lot about Gilbert Christian, some of their players in Talgo and Lightfoot um, and Olsen. They got some great, great pieces there, and the coaching there is stellar. So much respect for them. They got some some good games coming up. Okay, December 7th, they play at Santan Charter. That's our number three as far as rankings go in the 2A. So really, really pumped to see this because these are two very different styles of play. I'm going to say this about Santan Charter. Them playing against Gilbert Christian, this will be the most disciplined team that they play against up to this point in the season. So seeing how Santan Charter can compete against Gilbert Christian will be a huge indicator for both teams. But Gilbert Christian goes and plays against them. That's on Wednesday. So really excited to see that. And then they go to the North Valley shootout a little bit later from that. But Gilbert Christian stays strong at our number nine spot. Number eight, ALA Ironwood. Okay, on our Patreon, I broke I broke down their in-depth game preview for a huge game coming up for them this week, which I'm super excited about. But ALA Ironwood stays strong at our number eight spot. They've had a great start to the season. They had a huge win against Payson, 77-64 to 64 at Payson. And I'm really loving how their offense seems way more explosive this year than it did last year they're gonna need it for sure as they move forward into tuesday night tomorrow night and play at scottsdale christian we're gonna get to see scottsdale christian and ala iowa we're gonna see what both teams are really made of i'm really pumped about it on patreon i did a a game preview of this and talked about keys to the game and stuff I, i think that and i didn't give a prediction there i'm not gonna give a prediction here either but Scottsdale versus ALA Ironwood is going to say a lot about our rankings in the 3A because, you know, Scottsdale has some young players, but we've already seen some of them play at certain times, right? I've seen Elijah Williams play in the fall, seen Jacob Weber play at Section 7. I mean, these kids can play their studs. They're not going to be freshmen that come out and are scared of anything. It's just going to be great to see them play against a physical, experienced, well-coached Ironwood squad. So that's going to be fun. But ALA Ironwood is staying strong at that number eight spot. Once they start moving into region play, that's when they get into those really close games. So we're going to see them. Scottsdale's a great early test for them as they get ready for that stuff. Move on to number seven. We've got Monument Valley at number seven. And for Monument Valley, I still think that Monument Valley is going to run the north and they're going to win out. 
and there they they've really shown a separation between some schools, right? They're they're three and zero right now. They haven't really played anybody of note up to this point, and the scores indicate that as well. That they, there's a lot of separation between these teams. I told Reyes that Sholo and Monument Valley wasn't going to be a good game, but he still picked it as our game of the week last week. They're going to the Lake Powell Holiday Classic and playing at Page High School. They open up against Utah. That is on Thursday. Uh, it's Hurricane. It's Hurricane from Utah. And they move on. They After that, they go into the week after play Winslow, and they start getting into some region play and that. But I'm really excited to see them in the Epic Tourney's nearest classic as well. So you got Monument Valley playing pretty tough, doing a good job. Let me actually check Max Preps really quick, and let's see some stats that maybe uh, Monument Valley has put up because what I'm interested in is to see uh, as far as balance and scoring and different things uh, you know there's some teams that have stats up but there's there's quite a few teams that that don't have stats up and that makes things really difficult to to predict and and just kind of keep up with you know if a team keeps up with their stats it makes it really easy to uh you know, break things down and, and kind of stay up to date with things and kind of know how they're doing and which way they're trending. They're not, you know, it's not easy. A big player, a big-time player from Monument Valley is uh, for sure uh, going to be uh, Bajot. He's averaging 24 points per game, six rebounds, four assists, and four steals per game. He's followed by Flores, um, who nine points per game, uh, and then also Florida's 10 points per game, three rebounds, five assists. They share the ball really well, looking at all their assists. So really, Monument Valley has a number of kids that can really attack you. They have a number of kids that are averaging like six, nine, and four or something. So they're definitely threats from all around. Here's the thing. They're a bunch of seniors. If you look at them, so they're very experienced, and I'm going to see them really rising. They might be up close to the top of the rankings because I don't see them really losing out a whole lot number six is thatcher i already kind of mentioned this but thatcher lost to santan charter they're off to a to a rougher start if we're being honest they lost they lost to santan charter and then they lost their second game of the season against douglas both well at least douglas was a very close game 48 to 49 and then that santan charter game had a lot of separation give thatcher some time they drop but they're going to even out they're going to be really tough. They're going to play Sabino December 15th, so we're going to get to see that. They got like a really good chunk of time where they can just really put in some sets, really work on some skill work, their shooting, and get everybody kind of back integrated into their team. So look for Thatcher there at that number six spot. Let's go to five in Yuma Catholic. And I'm telling you this right now, there was a score that was put in with Yuma Catholic that just kind of sent me for a loop, and it just... It made me shake up all these rankings, and it was wrong. So Yuma Catholic is off to a great start. They are 5-0 and right now. And uh, tomorrow night they play Palo Verde Valley from California. The score that was wrong is they played against Mogion and it said that Mogion beat them 40-57. to And I was like, oh, shoot. So I, like, rearranged the rankings. And I talked to the Mogion coach, and he said they put the score in wrong. So I'm glad I asked because then these rankings would just kind of be all over the place. But this is, uh, you know, they had a really great start to the season. Them playing in the Mogion tournament, they're clearly the best team that was there. So, so they were expected to kind of do how they did. But the, they played against Imperial in one 63-54 of that California team. Yuma Catholic is underrated by so many people. 
telling you guys, Yuma Catholic is not a school to mess around with. We're going to see them against Northwest Christian December 9th, which if I'm remembering right is a Friday. Yeah, that's this Friday. They play Northwest Christian at Northwest Christian. So we're going to get to see them there. And they start getting into, they're playing Gilbert Christian. They get into region play. This is still the team that is going to run this region that they're in, in the 3A West. But Yuma Catholic sits there pretty strong at our five spot. Okay, number four, we got Fountain Hills, baby. And let me tell you something. If you're playing against Fountain Hills, you got to be ready for Keaton Orich. You got to be ready for some really good help defense, discipline, I mean, the fact that they were able to beat Gilbert Christian two times, both at their place, is extremely impressive. Their next game, they have like a really long stint here. They don't have any Christmas tournaments that they're going to at least before. You know, there's a lot of like Christmas-ish like tournaments that are before. They're going after December 28th through the 30th. So they have their next game is December 14th at Scottsdale. That's going to be a really, really good game and matchup for them. You got to worry about Keaton Ort, Aiden Logan, and all that. So, I mean, they've got some great players there. Fountain Hills. Oh, I can't wait to see Fountain Hills Phoenix Christian. That's just going to be such a great game. So, yeah, I got Fountain Hills sitting there at the four spot. Let's move on to number three. Okay, number three is Coolidge. And Coolidge has started off with a great, great season. What I'm really excited about for them is just their their youth, you know. Um, Coronado's a sophomore, and in my opinion, he's the best player on that team. Most level-headed, most consistent, plays with a high motor, can shoot it, he's talented. I really like him a lot. And this past week, you know, they played Borgade Catholic November 29th, and they took care of business 82-49. to Looking at their point spread, I mean, they're putting up a really high amount of points on a lot of people. Remember with Coolidge, they're high-volume shooters. Sometimes that's good. Sometimes that's bad. Tomorrow night they play at Sholo, so we'll see how they compete against them there. And number two, you got Scottsdale Christian. Okay, like I said, we're going to see Fan. We're going to see Elijah Williams. We're going to see Jacob Weber. We're going to see Hunter Wales. We're going to see all of these players and see what they're going to look like against ALA Ironwood tomorrow night. I mean, Scottsdale Christian is I'm glad that they're in the 3A now, but I think you could even make an argument that Scottsdale Christian and Valley Christian could be playing up in the 4A. You know, Scottsdale's my number two and Valley's my number one. And I I think that you could make a really strong case for the fact that these two teams are a little bit different than the other teams in the 3A. Not to say that they can't be beat, because they can, but, but they're just ahead of a lot of teams. Scottsdale's at our number two spot and Valley is our number one spot. About to catch up with Coach Greg a little bit. And, you know, he was saying that this is the, probably the best shooting team that he's had, uh, at least in comparison to last year, a much better shooting team than what he had last year. And Luke Shaw has a lot of room and space to operate, so he's able to just kind of go to work and do some really great stuff. I really like that. And the opening tournament that Valley Christian had in their tournament, I think it was 55 minutes in a span of 55 minutes, Luke Shaw had 99 points in like 58 minutes of play. And the other week, I don't remember exactly who they were playing against. I think it was Globe. He had 40, and he didn't. He got taken out during the third quarter with like three and a half minutes left to go in the third quarter. So, I mean, he's going off. 
And I mean, he's a threat, you know, and there's just he's loaded with shooters and they're just they're talented, you know, head and shoulders. And, you know, what Coach Greg was saying, and I agree with him, is it's not like a really a fair comparison with Valley and some of these other teams because they played all throughout the summer. They did Section 7. They played all throughout the fall and now they're back into it. And this is like returning a lot of kids from the pieces from their championship run. That's tough. So they're very, very much ahead. Where whereas most teams are looking like they're it's December, you know, for uh, Valley Christian for them. When you watch them, it looks like it's it's like mid February. You know what I'm saying? They're they're doing a really really good job over there. So that's our three A top ten, and the same way with the two A. Want you guys to let us know. Put in the comments in our posts on social media, on Instagram, on Twitter, Facebook, wherever it is that you follow us. And let us know what we got it, how we got it wrong. You know, who's underrated, who's overrated, who do we leave off that needs to be on there? What are we missing, right? Who's a kid that has just been been going off like crazy? Because we want to know, we don't want to miss anything. Thank you guys for tuning into the Arizona Small Ball Podcast. Make sure you catch us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And also, don't forget about the Patreon, guys. There's some great content on there. Every single week, we're posting a bonus episode. If you're a small ball fanatic, You're missing out if you're not on the Patreon. Have a great week. We'll catch you guys next time.